Hello, welcome to the Awkwardly Anna podcast. I am Anna Barr, your host, and I am a Christian life coach. I just teach people how to do life better, how to do the small things in better ways. So then you do the big things in ways that you never even dreamed of. So you go from showing up in life, sometimes disappointed, sometimes comparing yourself, sometimes stressed, sometimes overwhelmed, to being delighted in how you go about your day, being filled with joy to lay down peacefully at night and wake up joyfully and excited for your day in the morning. So grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your fun sparkling beverage, and let's sit and chat and get some tips today on how to start living our lives in a way that we're proud of. Thanks, guys. Hello, welcome to episode 93, how to stop feeling so burnt out and stressed (laughs) as a mom and to not feel like you're the one doing everything. All right. We'll be discussing how to stop feeling burnt out as a mom and how to not actually feel like you're the one that's doing everything. You might be the one that's doing everything, but in a lot of cases we're not and we feel like we are. So that's what I'll be specifically speaking to because that's what I understand. Okay. Being a mom, we know is one of the most fulfilling roles we can have, but it can, of course, get exhausting and feel really overwhelming. A lot of times this happens when we find ourselves sacrificing our own needs and wants just to keep up with everything that has to be done. But this so far, I feel like sounds really depressing. And don't worry, okay? I'm here to share some tips and tricks on how to avoid that burnout that is real and happens and how to let go of the feeling that you have to do everything yourself because sometimes it's not that we are doing everything ourselves it's that we feel like we have to do everything ourselves <laughs> all right firstly it's important to prioritize self-care and i feel like we live in a time where we all know this we know we know to say that prioritize self-care self-care is important self-care matters we know this but do we do it As moms, we often prioritize the needs of our families over our own needs, and this can, of course, lead to really, really quick burnout. So make sure you take some intentional time every day or every week to do something that brings you joy and relaxation. And if you're a Christian, it's really helpful to incorporate this with connecting your mind with God in some way and your heart with God in some way. So this can be reading a book, listening to an encouraging, uplifting podcast, taking a bath, going for a walk. Just make sure that you schedule this time for yourself or it won't happen. Maybe waking up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning isn't for you right now for the season you're in. So it doesn't have to be. Maybe it's waking up 10 minutes early from your regular time and stretching and listening to affirmations, Christian affirmations for for encouraging your brain to start that day. Maybe you schedule time after the kids are in bed to do a 30-minute bath and incorporate a really good way of taking care of your skin while you do this. Maybe music, maybe not. Maybe you need silence, but I would discourage you from scrolling on your phone during any of these things. If it involves scrolling on social media, that opens us up to comparison. And it really, even if you're not comparing, it does impact your overwhelm. When I took a month off of social media in January, I was shocked at how quickly my heart, like in my chest, felt pulled to overwhelm 
when I was back on social media in February and I wasn't even comparing. It was just this like pull away from my most authentic connected self with the real world and my real life. So I definitely wouldn't pair this with any form of scrolling on social media. Some people say that their self-care is mindlessly scrolling on their phone. I'm just going to disagree with this and be controversial in this way. And I think that that is avoidance. I think that that's different. If you want to have mindless time, call it what it is. It's mindless time. It's not self-care. So let's just acknowledge it for what it is. Self-care is separate. Uh, Self-care could be time by yourself. Self-care could be time in a sauna. It could be time really doing anything. You could really like making something. And as long as it isn't for your job, your work and working and doing house tasks, including grocery shopping, doesn't count as self-care. That's just things you have to do or you're doing. They're your responsibility for doing. So this has to be truly something that isn't something you have to do for work or house tasks, which are also work, in my opinion. If you like arranging flowers, go buy some flowers and put them cute together. If you like, if your form of self-care is journaling, is reading, do it and schedule this in. If you have a spouse, sit down with them on when you're scheduling it in for the week. You might need them with the kids. It might be a time where you don't need them with the kids. So, you know, plan accordingly, but involve other people if they need to be involved with the scheduling and the sharing of duties and tasks, but also involve them in just, hey, here's something, if you don't need them for that, involve them in, hey, this is something I'm really working on. This matters to me. I'm making this a goal, and I would love for your encouragement on this. I would love for you to check in with me on Wednesday and make sure I'm doing this. Um, Things like that. All right. Secondly, learn to delegate. I am a complete hypocrite telling you this now, but I'm working on it. And I am a thousand times better than I was five years ago. (laughs) Learn to delegate. Delegate. It's really easy to feel like we have to oversee or be in charge of every aspect of our family's lives, but that's really not realistic or sustainable. That's why even people that have their own business, even the boss of a company has to eventually hire employees. It's not sustainable to have something that grows and doesn't need help. So, Teach your children to do age-appropriate tasks around the house and enlist the help of your spouse or partner. Or if that doesn't apply to you, see if you can enlist help of grandparents or friends, aunts, uncles, neighbors. You can also consider outsourcing tasks like house cleaning or lawn care if it's within your budget. We don't sacrifice our goals. We don't sacrifice our budget because then that adds sometimes un knowing stress to you. So it's not always, I understand first and foremost, that it's not always practical to pay someone to do something. So this can be really little things. Like if you have kids that are a little bit older, if they can take the trash bags out on trash day for you, or if throughout the week they can take the trash bags to the big cans for trash when it is trash day. You can have your kids set out their own outfits and you double check them. You can make sure, get your kids to an age where they're brushing their own teeth and just make sure they're brushing their teeth, outsource their dental care, make sure they get dental visits and stuff too (laughs) throughout the year. But just any little things, you can also delegate preparing some meals 
especially if you're a mom that stays home, even if your kids are in school, you're still responsible for making sure they've eaten, whether that's funding their lunch account or packing their lunch. Have them help you with not the funding of the lunch account, but with packing their lunch, if that's something you do. Or outsource to your husband, making sure that their lunch fund is funded. (laughs) You know, just anything, it, it can get really small. I hate putting gas in my car and really love when I'm able to outsource that task to my husband. Can I put gas in my car? Absolutely. I will do it if I need to. I really delight in outsourcing that task. And it's not an outsource task that a lot of people think of. Same with grocery shopping. I hate grocery shopping. I outsource it to people that either love grocery shopping or they are choosing to do that as their work. So I I do online grocery ordering and I have outsourced that and I'll never go back. I love it. Again, can I go to the grocery store? Do I still go when I need to? Absolutely, but it's not preferred, and I found it to be a huge time suck for me. Uh, It took out of my working hours, so I have coaching hours. I have working for other people hours. Eventually, coaching will replace those, and I just wanted to still have my hours to myself, too, and that was cutting in to one of those three areas, and I didn't want it to anymore, so it doesn't. All right, next. Thirdly, this one I love. I love doing this. I've worked hard through counseling, through coaching to get good at this. Work in progress, of course, but I'm good at this. I'm good at teaching other people how to do this. Set boundaries. As moms, we often try to be absolutely everything to everyone, but it's just not possible. Learn to say no to things that don't align with your priorities, your values, your goals. This is when, and I've talked about this before, it is so helpful to envision and write down where you're going each year. This is when New Year's resolutions and things I think are really helpful from uh, who do I want to sit down and be? Like, who do I want to say that I was this last year? And if you have that statement written out, you can really clearly see if things align with that or not. And then you set aside time each day or week to disconnect from technology and social media so you can focus on being present with your family. I didn't notice this until I took a month off, how detrimental my being on social media, even if it was for work, but it wasn't always, is to my family. I had to get so solid in my balance around this, and it's hard. It is an addiction. Social media scrolling, the actual act of scrolling up and down, um, how quick videos are, especially with the prevalence of reels. It's really interesting. Google what that's doing to our brains, what they're finding in studies that it's doing to us. Just Google it and see. I have a rule that when anyone asks me a question, I set my phone down. I don't answer them with my phone in my hands uh, because I read something somewhere one time that they actually connect that you're not fully, their brain says you're not fully connected with them and it messes them up a little bit. Uh, Google these things. Google the impacts of phones on people and how it's changing, how our brains work, how it's changing our kids. And I'm going to say it. Husbands, men, I know I have a lot of male listeners, which appreciate you guys, by the way. That's I know a lot of times I'm, I'm speaking specifically to women, but I appreciate that you listen regardless and glean information from what I'm saying. Put your phones down. If you get home from working all day or you stop working all day, your phone is not a reset. Your phone is a distraction. I get that people need reset time when they get off work. Your phone's not it. Social media specifically is not it. It is a distraction from reality. It's a distraction from being with your family. And it's a distraction from taking care of yourself even. So do not 
count that as like a connection time or resetting your brain, a transition from work to home time. Take a shower, uh, go for a run, go for a walk, read a chapter in a book that's uplifting, uh, do something different, build something, make something, sand something, do something that is not being on social media as your your recharge time or your time to transition from being work dad to uh, husband, father. Okay, lastly, practice gratitude. It's easy, so easy to get caught up in the chaos of everyday life and just to maybe it doesn't even feel chaotic. Maybe it just feels busy. Maybe it just feels full. And with that, we can forget to appreciate small things. So take some time each day to reflect on the things you're grateful for, whether it's your health, your family, your home, your utilities that you have, uh, a beautiful sunset, the color of something in your home, a flower, a decoration you have in your home, a plant, a spice that you made with dinner that you really appreciate. I love how this tasted. This garlic was just what it needed. Or I'm so grateful for, I don't know why nothing's coming to mind. Paprika, smoked paprika. I really appreciate smoked paprika. (laughs) So, you know, just, just really anything. Shifting your focus on gratitude, it just shifts your mindset to a more positive, positive, but also energized one. So if you start feeling this kind of like pull by the end of the day, or even if it's midday, just this like you get a little schlumpier in your shoulders, things just feel physically heavier, go for a walk and say five things you're grateful for. This can be three minutes and just just do it and see how you feel an energy burst for sure. Okay, I so hope that this so hope that this episode has been helpful for any moms or dads or men or women who feel burnt out and overwhelmed. Please remember to prioritize and schedule self-care. Delegate what you can, even if it feels super small, those small things add up. Set boundaries and practice gratitude. You don't have to do everything and it is okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, right now it feels like too much. It all feels too heavy. And I think I need a break. And allow people to support you and help you in that. I hope that you feel encouraged and empowered to take care of yourself so you can continue being the best mom, the best dad you can be. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Don't forget to leave a review so other people can find the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Awkwardly Anna podcast. Be sure to go on iTunes and leave your review so other people can find the show too. Thank you.